3: Hello and welcome to Oak Road Hatter's Put It In the Mixer show. It is the third episode and it's going to be an interesting one today as we have deadline day fast approaching. Also got a fixture in the middle of it as well, just to complicate things, I'm sure. I'm, as always, joined by Andy Burgess for today's show. We're going to be speaking a little bit about the transfer window in general, what we've seen so far, what could possibly be done before the 11pm deadline tomorrow. And then we're going to take a closer look at new signing Coda Dramme and his, I guess, expected impact and what we can expect of him moving forward. First of all, Andy, how are you getting on today?
4: Yeah, all good. Thank you. Yeah, looking forward to what is, uh, is often described as the most exciting day. I think it probably is for supporters, the deadline day, but I think... we. Haven't been involved in, in management teams in the football league. It's one of them where you, you you tend to dread it, but it's it's certainly an exciting one and certainly a busy one for for most clubs up and down the country, and I'm sure Luton Town will be no different.
3: It didn't always seem that way. It didn't always seem that it was going to be um, too busy. I think the first twenty six days of the window it seemed pre- pretty routine. If we were going to add anything, it, it seemed to be a centre back that was sort of the the thinking going in, but of course James Bree's departure, um, the, the I guess the the continued examination of the goalkeeping department. Um I'm sure we'll go on to, to the new signing that's just happened and, and sort of prolonged us getting started here today. But there's it, it seems it's shaping up that it could be a really, really busy day tomorrow. Um we've also seen a lot of rumours regarding uh like Harry Cornick, but but yeah as we say we'll get into those um, I, I guess the first place to start is that central defensive position, Andy. Um, it's one that we've talked about before. It's one that, that most fans expect us to address, and one player that's been linked um, traditionally a right back. Um, he can play all over the pitch, but by the sounds of things, so he can play as a right side centre back. He's shown that this season is Exeter City's Josh Key. Um, that the actual report said that Luton had made an approach after Swansea, had, had their approach rejected. Um, from from what you know and, and what you've seen before of Josh Key, um, is he somebody that that you think will will come in and, and bolster what we've got at Luton Town?
4: Yeah, I think so. I think he fits the mould of of where we what, what the type of player we try and sign or the type of player we do bring in. I think he's twenty three years old. Um, he's obviously had, he's not played a huge amount of games at down X. I think he played 25 or something like that uh, in the EFL. Um, but I think I say he fits the mold. He's probably similar in terms of Bree uh, could do both right wing back and right back and can do centre half, sorry, uh, right-sided centre half in a three. Um, you know, we've seen James Bree probably deployed as a right-sided centre back more than most people probably including the two managers would have probably wanted i think everybody knows his qualities. probably lying more in the top end of the pitch um uh, right wing back in the shape that we're playing so um I, I would say obviously bring it you know with cody coming in from leeds united we're probably looking for that for that right sided center half cover more than anything else um so yeah, I think he ticks that box. you know he's obviously uh, attracting a lot of interest from other clubs uh, at our level, not just us. Um, but as I say, I think he's got decent quality. Um, he seems to be quite somebody who as you, as you say, you can probably sl- slot in the midfield as well either on the right hand side or maybe as a deeper midfielder so from that point of view, and from you know from probably every angle, he looks like someone who would come in slot in and be uh, effective in terms of lots of different covering lots of different areas of the pitch. Um, and being able to strengthen us uh, probably deeper um, and allow for us to have uh, have more options going into the final weeks of the season.
3: Yeah, as you said, there there is that space in the squad to do it as well. And in, in losing James Bree, we lost that sort of right wing back, right sided centre back option. Of course, Dramic comes in, very excited about him and, and I'm sure we'll go on to that, that pretty soon. But also... Bolstering that, that central defensive position. He's, he's something that's still quite high on the agenda, you would think, going into to tomorrow's deadline. Looking at Josh Key and, and what you've seen so far, um, of course, I haven't seen too much of him, but looking at sort of video clips and, and what he can offer, um, do you see him primarily bringing sort of cover and competition for Drame initially, or do you think he's somebody that could slot into that back three and provide cover? I Guess when you know we've had a lot of uh times this season where Burke and Osho haven't been fit enough, so does he then come into his element there, or is he somebody that's just so versatile, a Jordan Clark esque player that, that can come in and you know fill many roles?
4: I think from what I've seen, I'd see him probably more as a defensive minded player. I think probably that right side of center back role would be one he would provide the cover for. I think he'd be a more of a stay-at-home fullback, if you like, than an advanced one. I think he's more of a sort. I think he's more of a sort of seven, eight out of ten every week. That type of player, that consistent type player, um, that's never going to let you down. But he's perhaps not going to be as quite as um, as creative um, as as drama and as as obviously James Bree, who's gone before him, uh, would be. So I would see. I think you know we've obviously had that issue in the right-hand side of centre back whether it's been Burke or whether it's been Gabe Osho who, who have been injured, or Lockyer, uh, who's missed a bit of game time as well. Um, I, I think he would provide that real cover for them and allow, uh, you know, Drama and, um, and maybe uh, Daugherty to come across and play on that right-hand side and give us that that, that proper offensive, or even Clark, give us that proper offensive uh, quality down the right-hand side. Uh, but I do think he's, you know, again, I think he fits the bill of what we're after of of the type of player that we try and uh, attract. I think he's had a a loan previously at Tiverton, which a lot of the Exeter and sort of talky Bristol city players go out to Cheltenham players go out and get good game time down there. So um, yeah, listen, I'm I'm sure that the recruitment team have done real good um, uh, due diligence on, on him and and know him very well as a player and as a character. And I'm sure he's somebody, if we do bring him in, as I say, he's attracted interest from other clubs, not just Luton, so um, he's obviously doing a lot right Um, and it'll be interesting one to see if we get over the line before the deadline.
3: Yeah, it is an interesting one. We've obviously seen recently this key link, um, the one before that, Regan Paul was was similar, Um, a a right-side centre-back that can also play as a right-wing back. Um, you think if Luton were going to go down that route, you'd think it'd be one or the other. Um, So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that progresses onto something else. Um, I guess it was something that we're all expecting in the fact that Cornick was generating interest. We we all know about his uh, his contract situation, sorry, but we didn't really know how it would play out. Um, I think the sort of latest line is that the Bristol City are pushing harder than, than Swansea, but both teams have been credited with an interest. How do you see that situation playing out? Um, of course, Cornick is somebody, we spoke about it before, about how strong our front line is and how they all offer something completely different. Um, you know, you take away the, the pace that Cornick has in our front line and you're suddenly thinking, do we need to add an, add to our front line? So do you think Edwards will be doing all he can to try and ensure that, that Cornick remains a hatter beyond beyond the deadline?
4: I think he will. I you know, I know Harry Connox divides opinion a little bit. Um, you know, been been reading on, on social media, you know, very much a lot of people are saying, well, you know, he's perhaps not got the quality to take us to the next level. Some have said, you know, he you know, he looked at his season last year, he scored a lot of goals. I just think, you know, we've lost Cameron Jerome now. So that's, you know, a body less. We 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 know that um Corley Woodrow and Elijah Adebayo str- have struggled with injuries a little bit. Um, obviously, Colton Morris has been out with an injury. So I, I do think I, I do think if if you take... Listen, we've taken Cameron Jerome out of it, and I think Cameron Jerome is a very similar player to, to Colton Morris in terms of his back-to-play, his hold-up play, his ability to link in. He can run in behind if needs be, but he's probably more of an all-rounder. I think if you were to take Harry Cornock out of that front, those front options, I think he's the one who's different to the rest, who's really different to the rest. I think it, all the rest can operate with their back to goal. Yeah, you know, Adebo can run in behind, um, Morris can run in behind, but nobody to the real extent or or with the real raw pace and uh, directness that uh, Harry cornock has got. So I, I do get the argument that. You know, he, he's only got two goals this season, one in the FA Cup and the other one against Wigan, obviously. Um, but I just think he, he he offers a real different threat and I think he offers something that defences worry about. And I don't probably see us at this stage, if he was to go in the next 24 hours, have we really got someone lined up who's going to come in and we know for sure is going to hit the ground running to give us what Harry Corner gives us? Because... He does, as I say, he does disrupt. He does, you know, I, I've seen the, the two games up at Wigan with my own eyes and him and him and Elijah, you know, worked really well together when he came on in the first game and then in the second game. And he really does offer that that, that ability to to stretch teams and and allow the the space and in the in the sort of ten position or as a second striker for for, for Woodrow or for, for, for Morris or Adebeo to do their magic and work with their back to goals. So I, I do think out of all of them he is different. He is very, very different, and I do think at this late stage in the window, unless they've got somebody lined up, which I don't think they will have, because I think probably Cornett may have gone by now. Um, then I think I think Edwards will be doing everything he can. Listen, he, I don't know him, but I, I believe he's a real good character as well. He's obviously been at the club a long time. He's had a huge impact on our on our rise through the leagues. Uh, as I say, I, I understand that he's frustrating at times and he can be inconsistent, um, but I, I just think what he brings and that energy and uh, honesty at the top end of the pitch will be difficult to uh, to replace at this late stage. Um, we know his contract's up in the summer, so obviously Gary Sweet and the board may be looking and saying, well, you know, if we can get best part of 100 grand or something like that, obviously saving his wages as well, possibly. Uh, it might be something they look at. But I think when you weigh everything up and where we are in the league, maybe if we were, you know, maybe if we were lower down mid-table and, and maybe there was no chance of playoffs and things like that, it, it would be something that we, you know, I'd, I'd be keen to maybe for the club to look at a bit, bit bit closer. But I just think at this point, for me, I think we should be doing what we can to hold on to Harry Cornick.
3: Yeah, as you say, it's a difficult one as well because if in a situation where we were to sanction his departure, um, looking at the market as it is, it's going to be expensive to replace him. Somebody that, that could have that immediate impact, or if you went down the you know Premier League loan market, which I know we still don't really know if that's a an option. Um, not too many teams will let their sort of young talent go out to to a club that know. Luton have Elijah Adebayo and Colton Morris as, as their sort of st- starting strikers. Mm. They're not going to sanction the departure to a club where they're not going to get too much game time. I think that's something else that that makes it um, difficult to see depart departing. Difficult to see sort of Luton board allowing his departure unless you know stupid money was thrown at them. Mm. Um, but I guess looking at his contract situation, that that's not really going to happen. Another couple of um, headlines before we move on is that um, Jack Walton has now completed his move to Luton Town, permanently signing. Um, Barnsley's number two for a long time, but has but also impressed on the first team stage across the Championship and League One during his during his um, Tykes career. Um, going the other way, Harry Eisted has joined Barnsley on loan, which is sort of an interesting situation, uh, reshape of the goalkeeper department. Um, Having somebody on a permanent contract beyond this season is, is perhaps um, the thinking behind it all. And then the last one, which woke up this morning and it was very, very strange to see a, a Luton Town youngster linked with a Serie A move. Um, Edmund Janet linked with Sassuolo. Um, of course, Ed McJanet's done some. He's progressed very, very well through the Luton Academy. Um, and, and somebody that's very highly rated by by sort of Luton officials, um, but yeah, he is on the radar of Sassuolo, who I think I've seen comments on social media uh, direct towards them being a similar club to Luton in that they sort of recruit well, um, don't really have the the budget to compete with the likes of who are in their division, but but ultimately recruit well and, and have a good club ethos. So that's uh, another one to keep an eye out on. A very, very strange one.
0: There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
3: But we'll go on now, Andy, we'll, we'll speak about Cody Drameh. You've prepared a, a fair bit of analysis on him today. I think before we get into it, um, I, I think the overarching point of this is that he is a completely different option to James Bree. Um,
4: hmm.
3: I, I think that's probably fair to say.
4: Yeah, I think so. I think he's uh, you know, when I am working through his clips and looking at, at everything, he's he's a very, very good athlete, like a, an outstanding athlete. Now Jane I'm like that's not to, to take anything away from James Bree. James Bree doesn't get a move to the Premier League if he's not a good athlete with every Premier League player nowadays. There's no Matt Letizia, Jan or Jan Mulbers or Neil Ruddocks. you know, everyone is a is a, is an athlete. So that's not saying James Bree isn't but he's a real front footed, dynamic. Athletic, powerful, uh, attacking-minded, very attacking-minded fullback who, like many fullbacks and and wingbacks nowadays, rely on their pace defensively to get them out of a little bit of trouble because they defend, they start so high up and they're in transition. They're trying to get as high up the pitch as they possibly can to help the front players. So, yeah, he's a very uh, a very forward-thinking player. But he's, for me, I think he's he will perhaps give us a bit more in terms of open play and in terms of certainly getting up the pitch and getting higher. He likes to go through some clips. Now he likes to get in behind uh, defenses and get them on the back foot and defenders facing their own goal. So I'm excited by it. I mean, I'm going to start with a clip now, which is, is rare in these clips. It's, it's, it's a recovery uh, tackle. Um, Obviously for Cardiff, I think this is a Derby look at the distance between him and the, in the attacker. It's a good, Probably best part of ten yards. He gets back. He actually gets round the back of him and the side of him, and then puts a the tackle in. And I think that just to kick off just gives us a good, a great show of how quick he is because he's not just uh, the, the the technical term there. And what you'd say is is get back or, or get back. Um, sorry, sprint towards goal. Get back towards your goal as quick as possible. He's actually taken the long way round, gone the wrong way round of him, and made a real good tackle that's won and kept possession. So I think. From a physical point of view, um, it obviously sh- that, that clip shows that he's, he's he's quick, he's powerful, he's strong. Um, and defensively, that gets you out of so much trouble. And he gets goal side, makes a real good tackle um, and wins the ball back for his team. Now, the next couple of clips. Uh, now, the first one, you'd say the, the environment is obviously a, a 23s game, but it just shows his quality. I mean that's that's top draw. That's composed, that's relaxed, that's keeping possession under pressure. Yes, it's in a uh it's a twenty three game, so there's no there's not, you know, fifteen thousand people at QPR on his back, you know, right on top of him, screaming at him, and he might not do that. But I think that shows real composure, real quality. Same as this one. Um again, it's a twenty threes game, so he's a little bit more relaxed, but you know, you look at that and you say nine times out of ten, you're playing back to the goalkeeper. This lad, little Croy, gets away, then shows his power. Okay, I think maybe people uh, in the Oak Road end might be biting the nails a little bit as he's doing that, uh, or in the Luton side of the Oak Road might be biting the nails a bit as he's doing that. And I'm not sure Rob Edwards would be too uh, happy with him doing that. But those those two clips and uh, and the first clip, they just you know they show he's got the basics and he's got composure. He's comfortable in possession. He's good on the ball. But going through the clips and, and doing some work on him and looking what he is as a player for me it's his directness it's his directness it's his um power it's his strength um and it's has athleticism which is the, the the brilliant thing here you can see he likes to be as high as possible Great first touch. He's got himself. He's found himself high at the pitch. He's found himself in space. His touch, and then that. This is a big thing. All these clips. He gets so high so quickly. He actually gets into the penalty box. Here, teams are so scared of his pace. He drives in, and now he's into shoot. He's into cross. He's in a real good position, and that is just raw pace, power, strength. Uh, if I show you again, being able to find that position straight away, and then it's just the positivity of that first touch. The positivity of that first touch puts teams on the back foot. It disrupts. It gets you up the pitch. And then he's not going down the line. He's not getting his head up. He's thinking, right, how can I? How quickly can I get to the opposition goal? Drives in, drives in, and then decent bit of defending, but wins a corner for his team. And I think that's going to be a theme of what we're going to see of him in a Luton Town shirt, is that directness and that pace and that power. Again, high and wide. Again, when you look at it here, he's got no right here to get into the penalty box or get to get anywhere near the penalty box. He's got three defenders in a good area. He's got runners in advance, and then it's that power. It's that power. He gets edge of the penalty box, and then it's just a slight little deflection off the defender. But again, he wins a he wins a corner for his team. And and for me, looking at it, that power. Sorry, that first touch. Two things. Two things from those clips. And two, it's that first touch and that positivity which takes him forward and gets him on the front foot. But also, and this is what's going to be hugely important from a Luton point of view, and I think this is where we're good and where it will help. The runners from midfield, because we've got Campbell and because we've got Clark who can make those runs forward, who can get in advance, who can Woodrow, who likes to be forward, we can we can create those opportunities. Clicked on the wrong clip here. Clip there, sorry. But if you see it again, it's these runs from deep. That run there. Allows him that space to drive in from them from the from the midfielder there, it allows him the space. And when we've got that, which we will in Clark and, and Campbell and Pelly from midfield, again there's another run beyond the back of the defender there. That will create the opportunities for Luton, I think. And what we'll see is a slight difference because in fairness to James Bree, he looked up, he got it, and he got his head up and looked across. He wanted to get his crosses in early. Whereas I think um Draymond will push, will drive, we will try and get on, and we'll try and uh, create things himself again. Here, you look how on the front straight away. As soon as that comes out his side, he's thinking, uh, "How?" He's in his own half there. He ends up in the penalty area, uh, and this is a real sort of advocate of what he's about: driving, driving, driving. Again, gets into the penalty box. Again, commits defenders. Again, there's a runner in behind him, uh, which he might have slid in in another day. But that, that from from the clips we've just seen and what I've just showed, he's all about pace and power and getting himself forward and driving himself forward. And I think that's a real theme of his play.
3: Definitely. And, and just looking at what he is, what the kind of profile he is compared to James Bree. You mentioned it there. James Bree was perhaps a little bit more reserved in his attacking play. Um, creative as anything, but his he, he starting position was a little bit deeper. His first thought wasn't to sort of make up that ground. It was no. what, what could he do on the diagonal? Um, yeah. I think that's the sort of first notion that, that we can understand as Luton fans. That if, he, well, sorry, that, that when we do get to see him play, he is going to drive at defenders. He's going to cause havoc in a different kind of way than, than James Bree did. Doesn't mm. mean necessarily that one's more creative than the other. Um, doesn't necessarily mean one will create more chances than the other. It's more the fact that he, he just brings out something completely different. And, and when we look at Forest Green last year, um, he, he does look someone um, that, that Rob Edwards would really like. Uh, you, you think of the, the wing-backs he had. He had Nicky Cadden and Kane Wilson that were very much about sort of their athleticism, getting up and down yeah. the pitch and making up that ground. And I think that's something that he will find in drama. Um, I think he's, he's somebody that, you know, out of the options we p- could have gone for in in the... In, this transfer window he's, he's got to be up there is one of the most exciting ones. And, you know, there's now reports suggesting that, that, um, you know, that there could be an opportunity to try and make a deal permanent should everything go. Okay. Um, I think that's a very, very exciting prospect and, and starting, starting against Cardiff, um, tomorrow he could have an opportunity to, to really go in and um, sort of show people what he can do. Um, and try and nail nail down that that starting spot at right wing back.
4: Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And and you're right. Uh, you know, he, he certainly fits the mould of a of a Rob Edwards full uh, wing back. Um, and again, just just continuing on on with the clips. Again, they're, they're all similar theme, but it's about that bang that first four, going for one v one with the defender. How can I get in behind? How can I affect? There's no, you know, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to be safe. I'm driving on. And this is a position we see so much from him, from the clips I've seen, is getting in behind. And the, these are the positions that defenders do not want to be in. They don't want to be defending crosses running towards their own goal. Um, and, and he gets in and there's, I'm going to show you three assists here and they're all so similar. You know, this one is a little bit of a short one in terms of the distance to the goal. But it shows you in the penalty box again, 1v1. Wants to get beyond, wants to get behind every time. Drives on and again, just that little half yard shifts it and defenders are facing their own goal. Gets into a decent area uh, and it's a little tapping uh, for the centre forward. But again, it's got defenders running towards their own goal. This one, the build-up to this, he nicks it, he drives forward. Fantastic athleticism. Again, waiting for that run from the striker. Again, that'll be important for, for the likes of Morris and Adebayo getting across the, uh, the, the centre-back. But again, it's a cross into the six yard box for a tapping for the center forward. Um, and the last assist on this again, one V one, the defender again, there's six players there. He's got seven players. I haven't even seen the back one, seven players there. He's got to create an opportunity. You're thinking now, how can he create an opportunity? How can he get in behind there? Just pure pace, pure power, driving on half a yard defenders going back towards their own goal again. And then it's all about, have you got the quality to get it in? It's a, Magnificent cross. He's got absolutely no rights, probably the only place he could possibly put it into. Um, and it's a great finish. And and again, just to finish on on in terms of clips for him, this is this is just absolutely sums him up in terms of Pat going for goal. Again, front foot, looking to drive forward, looking to go forward. Tells him where he wants it. Then as he got the quality to chop him to back into that area? He shouldn't really, because the defender's got it on good cover, little bit of luck. and the the composure just to uh, finish with the outside of his foot and slide it home. Um, And I think he looks a real, real uh, exciting talent. I think he looks like a real definite Rob Edwards type of player who uh, is going to, is going to give us something, as you've mentioned, something really different in terms of what James Bree got us, but I think it will give gave us, I think it will be exciting. Um, You know that listen, it is not played, um a huge amount of games in the championship so he's still you know i'm sure there'll still be times where there might be a little bit of naivety um but he's got the in my opinion he's got the tools and the um the equipment he needs to be a, a very very good championship fullback and then you know with the uh uh with the experience we've had and the um what we've had in terms of full-backs in the past that have gone on and played in the Premier League in terms of Justin and Stacey and, and now James Bree, um, you know, who knows uh, what the future holds for him.
3: It's exciting as well because you can see a fair few parallels to, to Alfie Doughty on the other side that you yeah. can imagine Alfie Daugherty, um will, In my head, Alfie Doughty will cement himself as a starting left wing-back as the season goes on and, and having those two running at running at you oh, is going to be won't be an easy afternoon for anybody um but yeah it's definitely very exciting to see and, and you speak there about how direct he is um you speak there about you know the, the end product as well um, a lot of those times he's either won corners or, or grabbed assists he's somebody that that will get us into good positions and even t- when we come up against opposition that, that perhaps will restrict us in an attacking sense he's got that sort of burst of energy to get us up the pitch mm-hmm. and then perhaps relieve pressure instead of, you know, trying to get the ball up to Adebayo or Morris. He's that sort of outlet that, that will get us up the pitch. And I think that's that's exciting to see as well. Um, definitely be good to see, hopefully, um, starting with Cardiff, his old employers, that'll be a, a real good test for him. Just going to look here at um, a couple of graphs, percentile rank graphs that, that just show James Bree. Um, this was James Bree during the 21-22 season and, and sort of the darker shade of green shows um, if they're particularly good when compared to, to right backs and left backs from, from the championship. And, you know, standing out there is the accuracy of his crosses, um, progressive passes per 90, crosses per 90, um, you know, all at a very high level, but, but everything else doesn't seem to be too high and and just again showing that i guess contrast between what we expect from from Drame compared to Brie, it's completely different when you when you look at Drame. um you know defensive duels and defensive duels uh, per 90 uh, very high level um, his progressive runs and and his dribbles per 90 also very very high um success rate of his dribbling as well um successful de- uh, defensive actions so I think that, again, goes to point at that sort of earlier point that that he is that completely different, completely different to James Bree. And and whilst James Bree, I think, was adapting to Edwards's style, I think we've seen games against Huddersfield more recently where he had a high starting position and that made him cover a little bit more ground and got us up the pitch. I think it's going to come a lot more natural to drama. Mm. I think that's something that, is excited to see because it'll be Rob Edwards having, having a wing back that fits the way he wants to play. And I think that that's the most exciting thing about it all.
4: Yeah, fully agree. I agree on the point on Dougherty as well. I I, I think he'll, I think he'll end the season as our, having been our first choice left wing back, um, because I think his performances have justified him being in the team and staying in the team. I, I listen, I have nothing against Amari Bell. I think he's done, done fine, but I, I think, the type of of wing back that Edwards has um, historically played and what and and, and likes are, are more of those real attacking probably wingers. They're probably wingers who have turned into uh, turned into fullbacks and have got that pace. But yeah, listen, those those graphs tell a story, a real story. I think, you know, I think, you know, I wasn't a runner. I, I didn't have pace. My first thought was probably along the same lines of James Bree as, you know, I'm going to have a touch now, get my head up and see where I can pass the ball. I think that's probably James Bree's first thought. I think drama looks at it and says, right, I need to get my first touch out my feet and drive it as fullback and drive it, you know, my, my marker. And I think that's the difference. And I think I think that is exciting for us as, as fans because I think he's somebody who's going to get you on the edge of the seat. You know, James Bree probably got you on the edge of the seat more from set pieces. And and I think that is, some, that is somewhere we will... Genuinely miss James Bree. You know, I've mentioned it previously. I think it, that's gone up a level in the last maybe two or three months from James Bree. The quality of his deliveries into the box. You know, we know there's a slight uh, issue in terms of the consistency, but f- for the last few few weeks at least, uh, certainly, you know, the Wigan games and 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 the, and the and the games we won over Christmas, the quality of the balls into the box were first class. And I think that will be a miss. We have got players who can do it, but not. Probably to that that standard. So, listen, like you know, like we said all along, they are different players. But I think probably if you know if you sat down and asked Rob Edwards before any of this, what his what his wing backs look like, you're probably coming up with much more of a, a drama than a or a drama than a a, a breeze. So, um, you know, we, we we don't want to put too much pressure on him. You know, I think it's brilliant, and I think it just sums us up that we've been able to replace. A, a player who's gone to the Premier League with somebody who a lot of us are thinking potentially might be an upgrade. Um, time will tell, unless James Bree's been fantastic for us, so we're not, and I, I don't think any of us are uh, downplaying how important he's been over the last couple of seasons because he has been, you know, he's been so robust in terms of the amount of games he's churned out. Um, he's been fantastic in terms of slotting in at, at right wing back, at right centre back and you know, on more than one occasion, he's been he's been magnificent for us, and he's created a lot of goals, and he's scored some wonderful goals that we'll remember for a long, long time. So, certainly not, you know, discrediting what James Bree has brought to the football club, but I think you know we're a football club who have learned to to recover quickly from losing our uh, you know our, our our better players, and um, and I think from this point of view and where we are now, we've replaced him with a really exciting talent, someone who's young, someone who. Um, we'll have the opportunity, I think, to to have a platform to go and, and build on the loan that he had at Cardiff last season um, and come into our team and, and try and affect um, a, a, a team in a really good place, um, a football club in a really good place. And as you mentioned, you know, the, the trouble is if he does comes and does well, there's less chance of probably leaves. Lee's wanting to get rid of him, so it's a probably double-edged uh, double-edged sword. So, but listen, he's got a real good opportunity to come and play some games and um, and be part of something that's in a really good place at the minute. So it's an exciting time, and hopefully he can start um, well and, and hit the ground running against Cardiff tomorrow night. If if indeed you know Edwards gives him his debut.
3: Yeah, sort of that notion that we want him to do well, but not too well. We want him to, <laughs> to be a steady performer for us, not. Um impress the lead scouts who, who no. undoubtedly be coming to watch him each week uh, don't want to, uh, them to be too impressed, we want to keep him beyond this loan I'm sure but that is today, big thank you to you Burge for coming on and, and thanks to everybody else for watching and listening, as we say we're recording this on the 30th so it's deadline day tomorrow for us, it'll be coming out tomorrow for us um, so yeah it'll be interesting to see how deadline day plays out from a Luton Town perspective Be sure to subscribe to our new YouTube channel, which is Oak Road Hatter. Our Twitter is at Oak Road Hatter and our Instagram is Oak Road Hatter Pod. Website is www.oakroadhatter.com. But until next time, it is goodbye from us.